Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. My name is Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Rich. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about Child's Play, Child's Play 2, and Child's Play 3. We definitely have very conflicting views on it, so it's definitely going to be a interesting episode. So we hope you enjoy. Most accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. Detective Mike Norris, homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclay. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. And so has terror. Mommy, I know who was on the counter. Andy! Who, Andy? Chucky. Nobody believes you about Chucky. For God's sake. Why won't you believe me? Because I'm sane. This is Barkley sane and rational. No one believes the truth. <laughs> or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent. Child's Play. Child's Play was released in 1988. It was directed by Tom Holland, and I did not find any actual facts about this, so... (laughs) Discussion. (laughs) I'm going to make up a fact about it. I'm pretty sure Chucky is based off of the My Buddy doll. Uh, definitely, it looks like the My Buddy yeah. doll. <laughs> I think yeah. the story, if I remember reading a while back, it was based on um, the Cabbage Patch Kids. It doesn't even look like a Cabbage Patch It doesn't, patch but it, I don't know. I don't know, um, Child's Play, very, um, I don't even know the word. Um, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. It was, uh, it was actually the first movie I was, like, freaked out by because I started watching horror movies when I was like three or four years old Yeah, and so the idea of a, a toy that comes to life and tries to like manipulate and kill you uh, really freaked me out so this was the only movie that I wouldn't watch when I was a kid <laughs> I, I think it's funny though like because if you go back and watch it now you, you can't help but laugh the whole movie because I was the same way I remember watching it when I was like really young like I, I always looked at it as like terrifying movie and then I went back when I was like 14 and I bought the box set and I was like, oh, I'm going to be terrified by this. And I watched it and it's I just laughed. Yeah, I laughed yeah. the entire time. <laughs> I think it is yeah. a very successful horror movie for a kid because it, it, you know, like your toys are your favorite thing in the world. So to think that your toy can come to life and try and kill you, that's a scary concept as a child. As an adult, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think the, I think the character too is just kind of like, like, any time Chucky was talking in in the first Child's Play, it was like him yelling, "Like you fucking bitch, I'll fucking kill you!" <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, well, just me rewatching it. My girlfriend was sitting next to me watching it too, and she's like, "I feel like all the horror movies that you like, the classic ones, are just like ridiculous and funny. They're not actually scary." And I'm like, "It's you know." I'm like, it's kind of like a times kind of thing. Like, if you were, like, you know, we say this with almost all the classic horror movies that if you were to watch it when it first came out back in the 80s, like, you'd be like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, that would be. Well, I mean, like, my mom, 
for example, <clears throat> is absolutely terrified, horrified of uh, Freddy Krueger because yeah. she watched the first Nightmare and on Elm Street. She hasn't rewatched she it. She won't so watch she it. She doesn't understand that's not scary. Yeah, I have watched movies that are ten times scarier than the first Nightmare on Elm Street. And she's she, fine. And she's fine with it. And I'm like, just watch like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not as scary as these movies. And she's like, no, absolutely not. And like, if you just bring up Freddy Krueger, she'll go on and on about like, oh, I had nightmares for like a week now. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just feel. Um... <clears throat> but um... I know, I noticed with the first um, installment of Child's Play that it's a lot of buildup. Because you don't really know how they're going to do it or how it's going to play out. So it's kind of a lot of eerie music and having uh, the Chucky doll like in the background while you're like watching them do other stuff. Um, I thought it was really for for a movie of like this kind of nature. I, it was definitely well done, um, especially, you know, like you mentioned um, with Chucky freaking out for the first time. Because, you, you know, until that point, you didn't see Chucky talk. Yeah. Uh, when she finds out that the batteries aren't actually in the doll and it's been talking and turning its head and winking its eyes the whole time. She's like, say something to me or I'm going to throw you in the fire. And then he starts freaking out. You fucking bitch. Uh, you know, I, uh, I feel like it had to be groundbreaking too. And probably a lot of people weren't expecting it because at that time you didn't really have special effects like that with like talking, moving animated dolls, you know? So, yeah. I mean, like, up until that point, everything you were seeing with Chucky was, like, a first-person view of him, like, running through the house or, like, going to kill somebody. So I almost, like, would have expected it to be like that throughout the whole movie. But, like, halfway through, it actually shows him moving and talking and walking around and stuff, which was definitely uh, – it, it was cool for the time. Isn't it funny? I would expect it to be a puppet, like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> or like the yeah, puppets. Um, like that it, was that era, and yeah. it, like, it was a uh, it was pretty remarkable. They definitely, I, I feel like they definitely spent a lot of time on the animatronics for like you know him moving and talking and everything. Yeah. Um, which kind of you know like I think they it's did a cool good job toy. with it. I mean, it. It wasn't like you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it 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 doesn't. It doesn't look bad. Like, it aged well. It's not like you yeah. watch it and you're like, oh, this sucks. And what's cool, too, about the first one, and they kind of ditched it for the rest of them, Sierra pointed it out, is throughout the movie, as it goes on, the doll starts looking more and more like Charles Lee Ray did in the beginning before he hmm. transferred. Like, yeah, like, the up until the point... changes of it and the facial features change on the doll as well, just yeah. slightly. It still looks like the good guy's doll, but uh, the hairline, like, you can see he starts getting, like, a widow's peak, um, and his facial features start to change, like, when he starts talking and stuff, you'll see that he doesn't really? look... Yeah, yeah, definitely, like, uh, try and find a, a picture of um, the good guy's doll, like, Tommy from the second <laughs> one, and then look at, like, Chucky, like... Uh, you know, when when you can tell he's taken over by Charles Lee Ray, you'll see that there's definitely a difference in the hairline, and uh, the facial features are slightly different, just to make it... Huh. Like, yeah. you can tell, like, if they had Chucky next to another good guy's doll, you'd be able to notice the difference uh, after he's been in the bo the doll's body for a while. Yeah, I thought it... I, I never put it together until Sarah pointed it out, though, because, like, towards the beginning of the movie, he could switch between like the Chucky personality and the Charles Lee Ray and then at the end like there's the part where he's in the elevator and he's just sitting there and the couple's going up 
and they could have just shot it as the the good guy doll sitting in the elevator, but it actually was like his transformed image of it. And the one of the lady, like the lady, even says like, "Oh, what an ugly doll!" And he comments, "Fuck you," <laughs> as yeah. the elevator's going up. But um, yeah, um, that's that's a really good observation. I I didn't even notice that, and yeah. I've watched the movie probably you know four fifty times. Yeah, I wish they stuck with it for the later ones though, because the I later ones it's the later ones it's kind of like back and forth. Like he, when he wants to look like a good guy doll, he he's just perfect good guy doll. I feel like my biggest problem with the Chucky movies um, is the fact like. Uh, how much they they put into it. Like, I just feel like, okay, so you have a, a serial killer. Is that what he was? Or, yeah. like, a criminal of some sort. Yeah, yeah he was uh, and he a happens to wrangler just, or something. He just happens to know voodoo. And he puts himself, he, he just, like, happens to, like, oh, I know this crazy curse to put me in a doll's body. Well, he had to because he was dying, and that was yeah, the only thing I that was around. Literally like, bleeding thing, out on the floor. Like, why did he know, like? Why did he know of all the things that you would have learned in voodoo? How did he know a curse no. to put himself in a doll's body? I I agree with you, Sierra. I like think this um, is so weird. That, that the guy who who was the voodoo guy in the movie should have should have totally had a bigger part, and they should have explained that a lot more, yeah. Yeah. rather than Chucky just dropping in on him and just like asking him questions and then killing him, like. They should have totally expanded on it because yeah, he was like, I think it should have been explained on how he got into voodoo. Like, was, <clears throat> was he getting into it just to find things like that in case he was killed? I think it explains know, or, it later on, but I don't remember because I haven't watched. I think in Curse of Chucky like, it brings it up more, but is I haven't it just watched like it. Just like one of those things, like we have to explain how this guy gets into a a doll's body. How are we going to do that? Oh, voodoo, perfect, awesome. Yeah, I feel Put like they just had there. to find a way to get him into a doll's body because yeah. they couldn't just be like, oh well. You know, it, he's magically in this body now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it was a better explanation to say it was like some sort of voodoo practice than like the lightning just so happened to hit at the perfect time to transfer him into, you know. Yeah, I, um, I think I, as much as I dislike the voodoo aspect of it, I would have preferred the voodoo over something. Yeah, but my, my whole like thing that. on it is that um, I feel like it could have been a really cool movie if they completely did it a different way. Like, I, I've said this to Dylan since we watched it, and we watched all the movies by Monday. Like, we watched all of them, like, right in a row, back to back. But um, I said to him as soon as we finished the first one, I was like, I think it would have been more successful for me as a viewer if it turned out that the kid was actually killing people and he was just crazy making up that the doll moved. I feel like for me that would have been a better ending than... There, there would have been voodoo. there would have been too many like plot holes. Yeah, but they could have changed the story completely. Yeah, like I'm, I'm saying, like they could have changed parts of the movie, you know. But I just feel like the storyline is bad. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and I well, wanted to too. I told them I was like, I thought I was gonna love it because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. And like you, it, it freaked me out as a kid. But I rewatched it. and I was like, I just. I was, like, so amped for it. I was like, oh, I'm going to love it. It's a classic. I love the older movies. And I just was like, ugh. Yeah, as as far as the first Child's Play is concerned, it's it's strictly just kind of telling the story of Charles Lee Ray. And, like, there's no real backstory besides he's trying to get out of that body. 
Yeah. You know, there's there's no other situations like, you know, we're going to talk about the other two. Um, it's just straight up. He got shot and killed. He got put into, you know, a doll. And uh, now he's just trying to get at Andy. And that's that's really the only plot of this movie. There's a couple of things that I really like that really stood out to me in the movie. Honestly, like the movie for me is kind of whatever. Like I'm back and forth with it. I, I think it's an all right movie. I don't think it's bad or good or like, but a couple of things. Um, Alex Vincent, the kid who played Andy, for a child actor, I think he did a great job. Yeah, I think and, he was um, definitely yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like he was so cute. When I used to watch it, I'd always be like, "Oh, this kid's a sh- like whatever." Like it, it, it's a really cheesy thing, but. Looking back and watching it now, because I haven't watched it in years until we watched it for the episode, but, like, he really kind of portrays that, like, innocence of a child, like... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he is a child. He's well, a yeah, kid. but I mean, he's not, like... This, he's not acting. He's not this badass kid that they would, like, portray in a horror movie. He's kind of, like... The like, sweetest kid ever. Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, my Chucky doll's <clears throat> talking, and, like, like, he doesn't think anything of it, where... Mm-hmm. You know, a, a kid well, is gonna be like, he's trying, he's trying to be like, you know, he's not lying. He's being honest. And he's like, oh, you know, my doll's name is, he said he's actually Charles Lee Ray. And it's like, nobody took the time to actually stop and be like, how does this like six year old kid know? know who like the Lakeshore Strangler is? Like yeah, this but kid's the, mom, def- the mom didn't really know either. And he really only mentioned it to the mom. But yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, he he doesn't understand why nobody's believing his story. Like, he doesn't see why it's so unbelievable yeah. that his yeah. doll's talking. And there's one scene in particular that I think he did an excellent job at. Um, it's the part where he's in the, the hospital, and he see, he's looking out the window, and he sees the doll coming up, and he's, mm-hmm. like, hysterically crying sitting on the floor saying like Chucky's gonna kill me Chucky's gonna kill me and it's like the doctors aren't helping yeah the doctors aren't helping him and it's like I I don't know I just for a kid acting that part just blew me away well I think the um the real breaking point with with him getting to that point because like you said at first he really didn't really know the difference of being like this isn't right there's actually something going on with this doll um, when he's in the police station, he's like, say something, Chucky, say something. And, like, starts, like, trying to beat the shit out of the Chucky doll. And then he's like, well, he's lying. He's doing this on purpose. Like, that was him actually realizing that, you know what, maybe this good guy isn't actually a good guy. Like, yeah. there's and something what, going on. And going back to the whole, like, like it, it, it's <clears throat> a good job on the writing aspect of it, too, because up until that, up until that point... He all this stuff's happening with the doll, and he's kind of just shrugging it off. But it's not until he gets taken away from his mom that he really starts to get freaked out. Which, mm-hmm. as a kid, you know that's a scary situation where all this other stuff that's going on, like your doll saying, "Hey, let's go to this house," and the house blows up. Like, I'm that's a scary situation for a kid, but not as scary as being taken away from your mom when that's what yeah. you have. Or so. you, even even when the aunt. Like I don't think it was actually the aunt. They just called it aunt, yeah. her aunt Debbie. But yeah, even Maggie. when yeah. Maggie, um, even even when she died, like he still wasn't like you know he didn't 
he didn't fully grasp the understanding of like death and what it was just yeah. like he saw that his mom was upset and like you know I love the line where he's like Chuck you said Aunt Maggie was a bitch and she got what she deserved or something like that yeah. <laughs> why did you say that yeah. but that's the thing though is is with what you said about him not not reacting um to Maggie's death it, it is very childlike because I mean working you know as somebody who works with children of that age it's like kids will talk about family members that died like parents that died anything and it's just like a matter of fact it's not anything emotional or anything to them because they just don't understand what death is they don't understand the whole the whole concept of it and um but take them away from their parent and you're gonna see yeah take them away from who not even just their parent just whoever they're comfortable you know or or their guardian or, or whoever whomever they're comfortable with take them from their safe place and that immediately uh you know it's it's gonna change how they react to things and I mean, I've seen it firsthand from kids, you know, that going through school and stuff, you know, they do, it's, it's hard, and, and they don't understand. Yeah. Another part of the movie that really stood out to me, and it's like, I remember this as a kid, and I feel like it's just burned into my memory at this point, um, the part where at the end of the movie, they threw the doll into the fire... And they tell Andy, like, oh, go get the uh, first aid kit or the bandages or whatever he went to get. And he walks out, and he's the doll's gone. And he's like, Mommy, Chucky's gone. And he falls in the hallway when he sees Chucky, or Chucky trips him. And it's just, like, the burnt good guy doll coming towards him. And mm-hmm. that, that image just is burned in my, like, head. Because it's, like, the doll is towering over him, and it's just this little doll towering over this kid. And it's just, it was just a really creepy thing to see as a kid, and even now, looking back, like, it's a great scene to watch. Well, it's... I'm glad you pointed that out, because it's the only scene in the movie where, like, the whole the whole movie is escalating in a different kind of way than norm, normal horror movies do. It's going from, you know, it's a doll to the main, you know, the main character not really understanding, like, what he actually is. Like, the viewers all know that he's a you know he's a murderer that's in a in a doll's body mm-hmm. but you know until that point right there where he's burned and he's you know hovering over the kid it's not actually you know uh, a horror kind of thing at that point it's escalated till it's till the final climax where you're like okay everybody in this movie now understands exactly what kind of a monster this actually was it was a monster hidden inside this kid's toy and now it's like in that scene, you're just kind of like taken back by it. Like everybody knows now, like what kind of a monster he actually is. And uh, it, it was definitely, definitely one of the best scenes in the movie. Like you, you know, I hate movies that you kind of have to wait for the build up for the best part. But um, that right there, you know, it's like how do you actually kill this thing? It was shot multiple times, thrown into a fire, and he's still coming after you. Like. Well, what what bothered me about that was when they went to see the uh, the guy who taught him voodoo. I want to say his name is Doctor Death, but um, when they went to see him, they're like, he's like, the heart is the only way to kill him. You have to get him in the heart because mm-hmm. it's the most human part of him. And knowing well, he that, said, he said that his heart was going to be human soon. That he was turning human. That his heart was going to be human soon. Yeah, but knowing <laughs> that, like, they never once like. When the doll was down, if I knew that, I would have been fucking stabbing the hell out of this doll's right, heart. Right, for the heart. Like, yeah. yeah. 
but they're kind of just like, oh, well, he's down right now, so he's good. And I, I mean, that's the same with any horror movie, though. They see the killer down on the ground once, and they're like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. We we talked about it when we were talking about Hush, where it's like she finally got the upper hand, and instead of finishing the killer off, tr- tries to turn around and run away, and that always comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. The scene where she's like, "Talk to me, or I'm gonna throw you in the fire," and he starts talking like. Your kid the whole time was telling you that the doll was alive. You were really that taken back by it that as soon as he actually did start talking, you dropped him and, like, let him run away? <laughs> like, like I mean, the dude the dude doesn't even weigh, like, three pounds. Like, I would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to call me a fucking bitch? Throw him right inside the fire right then and there. Like, you know, or, like, you took him – it's just, like – I, I would say take him to the cops to prove that your kid isn't fucking crazy, but how are you going to make him talk? I mean, I guess, you know, towards the end, he was fe- – like, Chucky was feeling pain in his body. I mean, I guess you could have brought him to the cops and, like, tortured him. They would have thought you were insane until he started freaking out. Yeah. It, I don't know. I feel like it's just poor decisions in horror movies. Like, it's it's something that's expected anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, that's you, the thing is, if if the people aren't making stupid choices, there isn't a horror movie to watch. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, true. Yeah. that's yeah. that's the whole, and and it's frustrating because you you watch a horror movie and you're like, come on, man, be smart. But at the same time, like, you enjoy watching a horror movie. Like, that's what you're signed up for. Yeah. Well, what what is the main rule? If like if you say I'll be right back, they're not coming. You're not back. coming back. Yeah. Right, yeah. What would you guys uh, rate the first Child's Play movie? I'll go last. <laughs> it's not going to be critical rich this week it's going to be critical Sierra. <laughs> yeah yeah right um the first one i'm not i'm not rating it in horror in general i'm rating it through the child's play Do series rate it in the series and then rate it in like horror in general i don't know i'd have to really think for the child's play series in general i'd give it a seven out of ten i think it's yeah. better than the later installments like not to go into bride of chucky seed of chucky any of that but it's better than those but it's not mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one. Like, I don't even consider the later Chucky movies. Like, it it was, it got to the point where it was like one of the times where they were just making another movie with that name just to try to like you know sell and make some money. Like, it wasn't actually. But as far as the first Child's Play was concerned, out of the Child's Play series, I I would have to agree with you, Dylan. Seven. What's your experience? I don't even know if I should say how I feel about this movie. Go ahead. That's what the podcast is for. So. I'd give it like a three, maybe a three and a half. <laughs> now, now, are you talking out of the, like, me and Dylan rated this movie out of the other Child's Play okay. movies, not as I'm whole. not going to give it a number out of the Child's Play series because I, I was not a fan of any of them very much. But out of the Child's Play series, this is my second favorite of the series. Not okay, fair Bryce fair enough. I, no, not, uh, not including the later ones, just the three that we're yeah. going over. And going yeah. over what you said, Rich, did you see? Just out of curiosity, side note: Did you watch Curse of Chucky? Yeah. Did you like it? Uh, wait, Curse of Chucky was like the newest one that they made, right? Yes. No, atrocious. Really? Yeah. I I, um, I thought it. Was, I don't know. I thought it was way back. Like it. It, it took it back to horror rather than comedy. I, I have to – I guess I would have to rewatch it. I was just um, – it really turns me off when 
you have a series that has, you know, a, a number of movies and then all of a sudden you make a drastic change to like changing what the good guy doll looked like and the animatronics was more CGI and like so that that whole aspect of, you know, it was like I know I know. Yeah, I know I I'm going to prefer it, though, over them, like remaking the original, though. And I no, but not I to get into it too much because, like, we're going to do an episode on Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, and Curse of Chucky at some point. I but... might not be on that one. <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was not a fan of Bride of Chucky or Seed of Chucky, and Curse of Chucky, I loved it because they brought it back to horror, and that's what I hated about Bride and Seed was that it was just comedy. It was just, mm. like you said, they made it just to make it. And you could tell in Curse of Chucky that it was made because all of the movies have the same writer, Don Mancini, which I was really surprised when I read that. But Don Mancini directed Curse of Chucky, so I feel like he really was able to envision. He knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted. Yeah. Well, this is this is always the example I'm going to use. Going back to what I was saying about after you have six or seven movies and you finally change something. Yeah. It was like choosing not to go with Robert England as Freddy Krueger in the new installment of the movie. That's how I felt about it. It was yeah, just... but at the same time, too, you have Nightmare on Elm Street where they turned it into this comedy and then they switched it up with New Nightmare and that was the same. It was like going back to horror. When are we Freddy doing Krueger. Freddy? Um, we're doing... We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. <laughs> not to go into Nightmare on Elm Eventually. <laughs> We've been talking about that a lot in this episode, though. I think it's a similar genre, though. Yeah, it's like that comedy slasher. horror. My problems with this movie, um, the reason it rates so low in this series in general for me, I felt like the first, the the three movies have the exact same plotline, and you can disagree with me all day long, but that's just how I feel. Uh, I didn't feel I felt like it was original, not in a good way. I felt like it was just very like it. <laughs> I didn't think there there's there's no way they could make the plot line that they had scary for me like yeah, no well, way at all well I, I do agree with you that all of the movies have the same plot because they do have all of the same plot it's more of like a situational kind of thing where whereas like um, the main character Andy is just developing and it's it's kind of like each movie that you watch is kind of revolving around him rather than well at least in the first three movies that we're talking about today but yeah, I mean, it, all, all of them have the same plot. He's trying to get out of the doll's body. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, but it's like exactly the same. Like, the, like um, for instance, it's like the begin, the beginning of the movies after the first one. At the end of the the movie before it, he gets melted. He gets burned. The next one, they decide they're going to fix this fucked up doll. Magically, he comes back to life because they fixed the doll. <laughs> He goes and he finds Andy, wherever Andy may be. Somehow he just finds Andy. Tort- like, it just annoys the, the fuck out of him. <laughs> and then gets burnt and melted down again in a different way. And then comes back for the next movie. <laughs> it's just like, okay, you couldn't think of any other way to end this besides the way you ended the first one? I think, I think what, I, like, what I told Sierra, too, is... I have the same problem with these movies as I do with the Friday the 13th movies. If I watch one of them and space them out, I really enjoy them. But when you watch them back to back, it does you get very... You realize how similar they it are? It does get very repetitive. 
by the time <coughs> we got to Child's Play 3, I was so sick of hearing Ade, Due, Dumbala, and I was just like, <laughs> I, I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah, um... I would have I would have liked to see at some point they they could have taken it to a point where they were like he finally got out of the doll's body into Andy's body and then it was like the people involved in the movie had to find like you know even if they brought the mother back after the first movie um they had to find like somebody who knew voodoo and like had to try to figure out a way to get the soul back out of out of uh andy's body you know they could have there, there were so many times where he, he was so close so close to getting the soul like you know to hiding there's, the soul let's there say was times yeah there was times too where i feel like they made the chant even longer just to like stretch that time out because like i don't know like there's me the power yeah there was times where it was like really short and he's like oh that should have worked or like when uh in the beginning when he first does it it's not as long as say in the third one where andy's climbing up the mountain in the amusement park ride and he's doing it with tyler yeah all right we're get we're getting our head ahead of ourselves yeah, let's right. uh <laughs> let's uh talk about child's play 2 Decent night's sleep since he got here. <laughs> All right, so Child's Play 2 came out in 1990. It was directed by John Lafia, and it follows Andy after he gets taken away from his mother and gets put into foster care. Basic premise. I hated Foster Dad. He was a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, kind of, like, he was just like, I'm just... I just hate this kid, and I just want to hate him, so anything he does is horrible because I'm a dick. Yeah, it was like, why Why do you even adopt kids if you're just going to treat, you know? That's what uh, I picture tell, a step-parent being like. You can even tell, too. What was the girl's name? Kyle? Kyle. You I can like even tell, Kyle. too, that he's just like, I'm sick of your shit, and she's like, oh, you've already been here two weeks, and he's just like, ah, fuck you, Kyle. Yeah. I liked Kyle. She was, she was the, um... The only character I liked. Yeah, I think it was. Cool I, to bring no, in I like, like Andy. A, but I think it was cool to bring in an older character. I have a, a I have a big problem in like media in general, like kid based stuff. I think Child's Play One did a good job, but I would have liked to see it take a more older crew focus. Like my problem with Stranger Things was I, I'm probably the minority in this, but I didn't like the kids. I would have loved Stranger Things if it focused on the oh, older yeah. group of kids. Yeah. So I feel like if they took Child's Play 2 and they made it more oriented towards the older crew, which I guess they did that with 3, but... Mm-hmm. Um, That's funny because I didn't like 3 at all. <laughs> <laughs> For that reason, I didn't I didn't like it. I, but we'll, go, we'll get into that later. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> I feel like this one definitely took more of a comedy turn. Like, I feel like they took child's play and what was 
funny in Child's Play and kind of ran with it. Ran with it, made that more of Chucky's character. Yeah, maybe they should because make he's good more. Humor. He yeah, he became more of the one-liner, like the master of one-liners. Oh, in this he movie. It's, he's talking about a specific line in this movie that he was so excited about. Oh, that was the third one. Was we'll that talk the about one? that when we get oh. to Charles play three. <laughs> he has a very specific line that he's really excited to talk about. Yeah, uh, but um, I'm look, looking forward to that. Yeah, Charles <laughs> play two. I there's one thing that I love about this movie, and that's the ending scene the whole thing in the factory I love that I love that part and it it makes me go back and forth between the first and the second one being my favorite out of the series um I don't know I just think it's really cool like the chase through it It, it's unique it's different it's not like a dark scary setting it's like a bright toy factory and they definitely take things in the environment in the toy factory and use that to their advantage which I thought was Mm -hmm. really cool yeah, um, I think going into watching the second one after you see the first one, you kind of have a better idea of what you're in for, which kind of kind of took away a little bit for me. Like, you know, the first one, like I said, the the majority of it was about the build up, like how are they going to do this or wh- how is it going to come out and everything. I wasn't as much a fan of the second one as I was the first one. Um it was a nice twist with like you know foster care they didn't really explain what happened to the mom they did like they kind of did they they, said they she... barely touched on it but yeah, yeah she's yeah. in a psych ward yeah i i guess originally they were supposed to have an opening scene of her in the courtroom my my thing on this though the cop from the first one survived correct yes yeah two cops were aware that this was true how did the mom end up in a psych that's that's what I was just thinking. Like they never explain that. that I is feel like no matter how many witnesses you have in the real world, if you're saying, "Oh, this then dog they should came have specified that the cops were in the psych ward with her." <laughs> yeah, it no, never brings well, up who, like what happened to the cops either. Well, I could see, I could see the cops, you know, through a professional point of view, being smart enough not to say that, like, what actually happened, and she was like just trying to hammer it home. Like, she could have just let it go and like said, "Okay, well, Chucky's dead For now." Yeah, and yeah, and like we don't really need to just kind of leave the murder as like unsolved kind of a deal, just kind of like sweep it under the rug. But um, if she just kept going to town trying to prove that it was real after it was dead. The other cops are just kind of looking at her like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, but what bugs me about the second one and the third one and everyone after that is what Sierra said before. They don't really explain how Chucky came back other than, oh, we just like refurbished this doll and all of a sudden Chucky's back in the doll. (laughs) That's that's very true. Like, uh, you know, I. I think I thought it was so funny in the second one where it was like they're remaking the doll and then all of a sudden the machine to put his eyeballs in just kind of jam up. And I mean, I guess if you kind of look at like, you know, I don't say mythology, but I don't know another uh, a better word to explain it. You know, eyes are the windows to the soul and everything like that. So maybe by putting the eyes back in the doll, it, it kind of, you know. Maybe. That could be possible, but it it doesn't explain it, though. That's, like, even if that was it, I would would have accepted that, but they didn't uh explain any of that. It was just like, oh, we're bringing the good guys back to, like, we're going to start producing them again, and this is the one that was in the house before, and, oh, now Chucky's back in it, even though... 
the whole plot with the first one was he's becoming human and they kill him after he becomes human or as he's becoming <clears throat> human. So I'd like Yeah, well I noticed the the only thing like cuz he had a completely new body that they put on him. The only thing that was the same was the metal skull that they used and the teeth that he had like yeah. There was no other original parts to that mm-hmm. Chucky doll besides the skull when they scraped it and they polished it down, which, like... <clears throat> so what's so what's holding Chucky in that body? That's what I want to know. I have something that I want to bring up as well. Have you noticed that when they show um, the scenes where they're making Chucky, he's a hard-body doll, but when you have Chucky, he's a soft-body doll? Like, they pick him up by his arm and he, like, swings around and he, like, bends at the... The elbow, but it's like um, like a like a stuffed doll, not like a plastic yeah. doll. Yeah. But like when they're making him, he's he's certainly a, a plastic baby doll. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't um, I didn't notice it too much in the second one, but it's possible that when they like started remaking the good guy dolls, they changed the body style to it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, don't, I think they do it in the second one though. Like when <clears throat> I'd have to go back and watch it and look out for it, but. Yeah, I, I, I know the third one. The more first one, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, I was like, that's a soft body doll," and I definitely saw hard plastic. Yeah, I'm a doll yeah. expert. I played Barbies for a long time. <laughs> but, um, I love the Tommy and Chucky dolls in the second one too. Like, I, I don't, I know it's probably coincidence from Rugrats, but as a kid, I always put that together. Like, oh, Child's Play Two has Tommy and Chucky, and Rugrats has Tommy and Chucky. Yeah. But. What yeah. are the chances they pick a ginger to represent a good guy? Like that—that's why. That's I why think, Chucky I can think, come back because they're soulless. Yeah. Well, I think uh, bringing that Rugrats thing off. I think Rugrats totally ripped off. You know, Chucky being a redhead and like you the know shoes. Maybe I, yeah. I tried googling it before this. I looked up Child's Play two and Rugrats, and nothing came up for it. And I know I'm not the only one that's had that thought. So I don't know. Somebody, somebody debunk this for me. <laughs> we should, we should like um, take that clip of like the doll being like, "Hi, I'm Tommy," and like, but put Tommy Pickles' voice over it of him being like. You know, yeah. you know, saying it instead. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it would be hysterical if you just took the whole movie and just did, like, the voiceovers of, like, Rugrats. <laughs> Chucky yeah. Finster, let's do that. Yeah. The let's Chucky do doll that. does, yeah, Chucky Finster quote. Let's, let's quit this podcast game while we're ahead, and we'll just <laughs> dub Chucky movies with the Finster's voice. I do like in going back to like the story and everything. I like how Kyle finds out that uh, Andy was telling the truth the whole time because she throws the doll out and she's on the swing and she like starts kicking the dirt and it. She pulls up the Tommy doll that Chucky destroyed earlier on in the movie. And, and realizing that, that, like, yeah, I thought, okay. yeah, I thought that was a more interesting way of kind of discovering it, it out. other than Chucky just coming alive and saying, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> I felt really bad for Andy in this movie. Uh, it really made me sad when um, he's in the basement trying to like kill Chucky, and his foster dad comes down the stairs and like Chucky kills him. He breaks his neck. He How's trips it him, hanging, Phil? You know, <laughs> and then when the foster mother came down, she like totally was like blaming this little boy this little six-year-old boy it's like For snapping a grown man's neck yeah exactly <laughs> he's it's like, it's like oh my god he's a six-year-old boy and he's terrified like he's so traumatized by everything he's gone through and you're and you're gonna like 
Well, I I didn't understand like when you adopt a kid, you kind of know the background and everything, especially if there was a case like this, like yeah. everything about this kid was about like had something revolving like the good guy doll. Why if you were being a responsible parent, would you even allow a good guy doll into the house to like you, you know and, why? And I've had love, so many kids in this house yeah, because I, I love, just go through them so quickly. <laughs> I yeah. love too how, uh, like that doll was the cause of like so much shit with Andy. And when they find the doll, the, the foster dad the whole time's like, "It's just a doll. What are you so mad?" Rather than just getting rid of the doll, yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like "What's he, wrong with you?" That goes back to my original statement that he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, like kids are scared of crap. Like you know that that's a whole thing. Like and irrational things. Kids in general are afraid of irrational crap. There's one part of this movie, and it's movie, just like respect them, yeah. man. Like yeah. There's one part of this movie I really don't like, and I feel like they could have cut it out, and it would have made no difference at all to the movie. Was uh, the part where Chucky follows Andy to school and then kills the teacher? Oh, hundred percent. I feel like they just threw that. Like I, they I read just online another kill. I read yeah, online they wanted a body count. Yeah, I read online that that scene was originally supposed to be in the first one. But they cut it out due to like the budget. The same with the Toy Factory ending. With that was supposed to be the ending of the first one, but they had to change it. That's but, why like, the first one and the second one are the same movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that whole part. Like even watching it now, I'm like, all right, this has nothing. Like nothing comes out of any of this. And I like that it's never questioned. To like, oh, Andy's teacher showed up dead after he was supposed to be staying after school with her. But nobody brings that up. Nobody brings up that the teacher was killed. Like, nothing. And another thing, too, is after that scene and Andy gets home, Chucky's back in the basement and laying on the ground. And it's like, how did he get back there and back in the basement where he was before Andy got there and that whole part happened? Are you a doll? Do you know how fast they can move? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if you only weigh, like, you know three or four pounds you could probably haul ass like probably. um because <laughs> that, that 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 was a good point because in the first movie when she's like chasing the elevator down the stairs and she comes out into the hallway like she comes out in the street and she's like looking around and he's just gone yeah like i was expecting like she was gonna like walk back inside and you were gonna see that he was like hiding behind a corner or something but with those tiny ass legs how is it well. that all I can say is at least it does the opposite problem that most horror movies do, where the guy who walks, like, extremely slow can catch anybody. At least he can, like, at least it's, like, the opposite problem. Like, we don't have to mm. complain about, like, how does he catch up? I like this, too. I like this one, too, because going back to the ending and, like, how I really like the ending, in the other Child's Play movies, it's he's trying to get his soul into Andy's body or Tyler's body before it's too late. And then this movie, it actually is too late, and it gets to the point where he's just straight up trying to kill Andy. Because he's pissed off. Because you know in the first Child's Play that he's not going to kill Andy because he needs Andy alive. But in this one, it gets to the point where it's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I love, too, that it shows how human he actually became when his mm-hmm. arm, like when he rips his own arm off and there's actually like blood and you know like bone and everything it because before that you know he would bleed a little bit but you didn't get the sense like oh he's a full live human in this doll body <laughs> i just had a thought do you think if he stayed in that body long enough he'd just like turn into like a little midget probably 
I mean, that's that's what they were hinting towards anyway, yeah, I feel. Because he, like, slowly becomes more and more human. I wonder if he just, like, stuck it out if eventually he'd just, like, be a human. You know what I mean? Like, well, just, like... He, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't age. He was. It would be a doll's body. Like, that's the whole point of him trying to get out of it. Like, he might turn almost completely human, but he would never be completely human. Like, it wouldn't be a normal life or anything. Like, he wouldn't age. He would just be stuck. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what I liked about it, though, the fact that it, like, it waited too long and it just got to the point where he was trying to kill them because it was different. I think it makes it make more sense, though, because, I mean, the guy was just a killer. He literally just killed people to kill people. Yeah. So, I mean, like... Well, they never they never went into a background about, like, how he actually, like, why he killed people, like... He was a strangler, like, he just, you know... And, I mean, I guess it makes sense, because in, in the movies, he never really used very many weapons. Yeah. I, I like in the third one, um, the first kill, he strangles the guy, and he's like, nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. <laughs> was it was that your uh, your line that you couldn't no, wait no, to... No, 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 no. Oh, we'll, no, we'll wait, that's in, that. the third, that's in the third... <laughs> Before we even watched the third movie, he's like, he has this one line, and then he said it. I won't ruin it for him by saying it. And he's like, it's so funny. <laughs> And it, and it's like, really not it that came funny on either. and I was like, it, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> so so Child's Child's Play 2 out of the series, what would you guys rate it? Um, I think I'd give it an 8 out of the 10. I, I think I do overall like this one better than the first one. Mm. I think it's very similar to the first one, but I think it took elements from the first one and kind of improved on it. I like that rather than trying to go horror, they kind of ran with the comedy with it while still making it a horror movie. I don't agree at all. Bride and Seed, I hate the comedy in it, but this one, like, I love the cheesy one-liners all while still trying to... Mm. I don't... I just feel like this movie... Like, I just feel like the series was not successful for, successful for me. I feel like I'm going to get so, so much hate for that because I know it's, like, a, a very beloved horror movie series. I'd give number two a four. Hmm. What'd you get the first one? Three point five. Yeah, it went up five points, but right. it's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm gonna lean more towards you on this one, Sierra. The second one kind of like missed the mark for me. I I do agree with Dylan about the development of Chucky and him trying like kind of being you know more humorous because like really with like a killer doll, how how else are you supposed to? Yeah, go how about serious it? can you take it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like it doesn't have the, you know, nostalgia that the first one had. So I would have to say I gave the first one, what, a seven? This one's got to be like a five. There you go. <laughs> See, I was expecting higher ratings from you for this one, Rich, because when we talked about it, when we had brought it up in the last podcast, you seemed very excited. Yeah, well, uh, my favorite one's coming up next. So, <laughs> All right. But. Left, 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 right, left. Welcome to Hell on Earth. You are without a doubt the most pathetic thing I have ever seen. Oh, oh. Strict discipline. Does this look like a gun to you, Barkley? It's a rifle. Next, rigid dress codes. Presto. Your ball. Get those weapons in the air. I want to see them high. And grueling drills. It couldn't possibly get any worse. Wrong again, wimp. 
Chucky's back. A few years have passed. No, you're dead. We killed you. I'm new and improved. At Kent, we take bedwetters and turn them into men. Andy, how you've grown. And this time... I really gotta get out of this body. He's looking for a new recruit. I got some fresh meat lined up and I'm not gonna let you spoil it. Now, just think... Chucky's gonna be broke. Child's Play 3. Look who's stalking. A haircut ain't regulation, soldier. Regulate this! Moving on to Child's Play 3. It came out in 1991 and was directed by Jack Bender. It followed Andy as a 16-year-old, which they changed that up for this one. And, and it's a different actor as well. Yeah, and he's going to military school. Obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, Sierra, how, how do you uh, use the same actor to <laughs> portray right, a 16-year-old a year later? Can we just give one little fun fact before we start talking about it? Sure. None of us were born yet when any of these movies <laughs> <Yeah>. came out. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Again, Chucky comes back. They don't really explain how. He just, uh, his blood gets mixed in with the plastic that they used for the good guy dolls, and he comes back in a new good guy doll. <laughs> and, uh, he. Why didn't we have good guys dolls? I'm just saying they were really freaking cool dolls. <laughs> I would have, I would have wanted one. And, uh, he ships himself to the military school that Andy's staying at. He gets discovered by a young kid named Tyler before that before he's a he can horrible find Andy. actor. Yeah. Before yeah. he can find Andy and he comes to the realization like, oh I found this kid and I have a new body so I can use that and like put myself in this kid's body instead of trying to find Yeah, Andy. he was saying he, he was saying that since he his new body was created that Tyler was the first person he told his secret to. So, so he's it hoping work. that works. <laughs> yeah. um, before we dive too deep into the movie, was I only the only one wondering, like, how, like, Chucky wrote out, like, the mailing address and, like, wrapped himself and, like, weighed <laughs> himself and, like, mailed himself? Like, I didn't think about it while watching the movie, but when I was saying Chucky mailed himself to the military school, <laughs> that it popped in my head and I was like, maybe I should bring it up. Maybe I'll yeah. wait and see if somebody else does. I mean, like, there's a, okay, there's a possibility that maybe he found someone on shrooms and was like, yo, can I, I'm going to put myself in this box. <laughs> I, I was thinking, it. like, a drunk you homeless person, but I yeah, guess shrooms would explain it, too. <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying, like, I, I, you know, I guess it has if, to be somebody who's fucked up on something. I think of yeah. all the movies, this is the least, like, Real. gives the least plot detail. Like, Chucky comes back to life because his blood gets in the the rubber, plastic, yeah. whatever, that they use to make the good guy dolls, and that's how he comes back to life. Like, uh, I don't know. No. Yeah, you're you're totally right, Dylan. But going back to what Sierra was saying, I guess if I was tripping balls and a ball came up to me and was like, "You need to mail me to this address," I'd be like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> like, but um, but yeah, um, th this was my favorite movie out of the series, um, just for a couple key things that made it more interesting than the other ones. Yes, there's the plenty piece. of plot. 
Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, Boys Military Academy, definitely about the hot babes. There was what, girls there. Was like there. One, there was like, what, two or three chicks there? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are looking. Total sausage fest. Um, but, no, yeah, plenty of plot holes, but it was more along the lines of... Like Dylan, you said in the first one with him being burnt, that was like that was burned into your head, like that image. Um, mine was when they're they're going out for like kind of like a what was it, a battle reenactment kind of like yeah. activity with the paintball guns. Yeah. And Chucky loads real bullets into the guns instead of paintballs. Yeah. And they just start lighting each other up, and it's like. They're not you know, even aware only, that they're killing people. Only one guy dies in that bar. Sierra brought it up when we were watching it. There's really not a big body count for this movie. I think, like, yeah. three people died in it. Um. Well, what? You got the guy who is in the dump truck. Oh, yeah. The guy in the dump truck. The guy in the beginning who ran the, uh, the factory that made the good guy dolls. Uh-huh. You got uh, the, the white guy. Who- the the white guy who jumped on top of the grenade, yeah, Whitehurst. I don't count that because that was a suicide. <laughs> Nobody uh, he, killed him. He, he killed himself. Dude, he was he, you know he he was very chivalrous. He was trying to save the Why didn't the girl he just that pick he liked. The grenade up and throw it somewhere else. Like he didn't have. I Obviously, think he had, I think he was depressed. I think he had some shit going on. Well, those Dylan. kids were fucking mean to him. Obvious, obviously, it wasn't a good military school if you don't know there's, like, a uh, a delay on when the, the fucking grenade explodes. But he was trying to save the girl. I mean, he died a virgin, so rest in peace. But <laughs> he was trying to do the right thing. I hope he finds a nice girl somewhere else. <laughs> That'll accept him for him. <laughs> But uh, who, who else died? Um, the the one colonel or general or whatever he was. But Chucky didn't kill him. Chucky just sees him and the guy has a heart attack. True. And Chucky goes, are you fucking kidding Another me? Another suicide. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? And yeah. the, uh, the guard at the carnival. And I think that was it. Yeah. Um, a, a scene that makes me cringe and I don't, I don't understand how... Andy gets up and walks away from it is when he um he takes Andy's pocket knife and he's underneath the bed and he like slits his Achilles tendon. Yeah. Like how do you get up and walk away from that, man? There's another like, movie that does that. And it, House of Wax? No. They do it in House of Wax. Uh, Hostel they do it in. Oh yeah. And it like you, like you see the But they actually show that like he falls over cuz he can't walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. That scene sticks out. We're going to have to do that movie at some point. I mean, I guess maybe, you know, it's a doll. He doesn't have a lot of force behind it. He just kind of does a slashing motion and just kind of cuts it, doesn't actually, like, it's slit. It's more like a paper cut. <laughs> yeah. Can I, I say guess. my line from the movie that I loved? Yeah. I love when, uh... Oh, all right, God. When he's talking to Andy... I think it's when he's talking to Andy. Yeah, he's and he's, talking yeah, to Andy. And he, he tells him about Tyler... And he's like, Chucky's gonna be a bro. I love that oh, yeah. so much. <laughs> and like, ever since watching it, like when I was younger, at, like that that scene just randomly pops in my head. Where he's like, Chucky's gonna be a bro. <laughs> yeah, I I should have totally guessed that was your line. <laughs> All I, I'm saying is, put that line, put make this movie now, and see what sort of um, terrible hate comments you get for that. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, with everybody being so politically correct correct. and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> let's not go too far. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about horror movies, not like fucked up real life shit. Yeah. <laughs> so of the the movies that we watched, I think I like this one the least. But I do love the the carnival part at the end. Like the mm-hmm. the carnival ride. I think that was really cool how they did that. Yeah. I also I love guess. the uh, the swinging axe. Going back to the the second one where I said when Trucky rips his arm off and it shows like how humid he is, when the uh, the Reaper the scythe comes down and it cuts his face, mm-hmm. you see like the flesh on his like under yeah. his skin. I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, I yeah I Tyler I couldn't stand Tyler. He's a bad actor. Yeah. Well, going back to what you said, cute, Dylan. Yeah, he was a bad actor. The the carnival scene was awesome. But once again, like, you turned from the first movie uh, a 15-second chant to transfer yourself into the body, <laughs> into, like, a three-minute-long thing. Yeah. That it was, like, I don't know if the clouds and the lightning were just, like, further away or something <laughs> like that, but... It uh, just took a long time to get that storm close, so they had to wait it out. Yeah, I don't know about so. I don't know what the time margin is too, but I don't like I haven't really thought it out too much, but I feel like the time passing between him becoming a doll and him doing like trying to put his soul into Tyler was a much longer time than when in the second one he got put into a doll and then tried to do it with Andy and he was like, Oh, it's too late. Like, yeah, well I was um I was thinking maybe, you know, I don't know if it's just me kind of speculating and trying to find a way to explain it or not, but maybe as, you know, they explain the longer that he's in that body, the more human he becomes. We already touched on that, but we didn't think about um, the more his soul becomes like incorporated in that body itself. So maybe, you know the longer he was in there the longer it would take to try to like project his soul out into somebody else well you gotta think too like like this guy was grasping at straws he didn't he he wasn't even uh sure himself if if this was definitely gonna work like he was just hoping like maybe this will work let's try it yeah yeah well in the first one too yeah like you said like in the first one he goes to see dr death and he's like hey it worked like what you showed me were actually worked like yeah, and he's like, you, you like, twisted everything I taught you. <laughs> yeah, which I want to know, like, if you're teaching voodoo, I don't know too much about voodoo, but, like, what, <laughs> you you were teaching him how well, to put his soul in someone else's body, what and were you, you expecting? You, he was probably aware that he was a killer. Yeah, like, what good were you expecting to come up yeah, with? Yeah, it, it, it was definitely it was definitely odd for a character whose name was Dr. Death who taught somebody <laughs> how to put his body to have such a high, like, moral compass, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. Like, Maybe it's only okay when he does it. Yeah, or, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How do you know something like that works if you've never tried it? Like, how did he teach it to him? Like, did he recite the lines? Did he write it down on a piece of paper? Or, like, you know, why would... The only thing I can think of is maybe the guy started teaching Charles Lee Ray a little bit, and Charles Lee Ray, like, went on and studied more deeper into it and kind of, like, the dark part of it. Like, like maybe he was teaching him, like, a good part of it, and then... 
Charles yeah. Lee Ray found some like deep dark shit that you weren't supposed to know. And yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know too much about voodoo, but I feel like um, we got to do our research, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like I do know that a lot of it has like repercussions of what you do like there's always like a drawback so maybe like when dr death was teaching him how to do this stuff like he never personally did it because he knew there was going to be consequences or something like that that he you know but what one thing too going back to the first one why did dr death have a voodoo doll of himself like that's yeah. how that's how Chucky kills him with, with the voodoo doll, and Chucky's like, "Oh, you shouldn't really leave stuff like this laying around for your customers to see." Like, <laughs> yeah, what was his name? John, right? Yeah, I think it was John. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty rookie mistake for somebody who knows such high level like voodoo spells. Yeah, John, you're you're a fucking noob. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And, like, you know, obviously you, he knew that Chucky was going to kill him as soon as he told him, like, what he wanted to know, like. Yeah. But but going back to the third one, like yeah. you said, it just, I, with the, going back to the whole thing about this series is just really situational. Uh, the plot is the same almost every movie. It's just a different situation a different setting and like different circumstances um the whole military school i kind of like that whole feel to it because it was like you know even when andy saw something going on he was like in rank with all the other guys so like he couldn't like physically leave and go do something like when he saw something going on and um i just thought the kills kills were more creative i mean there were stupid ones like the dude having a heart attack but yeah i i i think too like i did i really didn't like the kid who played andy in this one i Mm. i fell in love with the with the little kid so it's like yeah when i was when we were gonna watch the third one i was expecting him to be like a little bit older it kind of bummed me out that well i mean i i see why they did it because they had to switch it up they couldn't just have a kid Andy in the third one because then it's just like you're just gonna repeat the same plot again but it was the same plot with an older kid <laughs> not really though because like he he's doing the same goal, thing though he's trying to get into Tyler which it's I feel like he's plot. procrastinating I feel like he's procrastinating too like I feel like with Tyler he had plenty of chances to ample opportunity well that's yeah. the thing though too is that unlike Andy Tyler was, like, a lot more gullible. Yeah. You know, like, Andy was, like, questioned, like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> and Tyler was kind of like, oh, no, he's my friend. He's We're going to play Hide the Soul together because yeah, that sounds like a wonderful awesome. kids game. It was like, <laughs> dude, Tyler, come on, man, use your head. I know you're not a, a very popular kid right now, but, like, do you <laughs> well, really want I... this guy as a friend? <laughs> well, that's what I think it was. Like, he definitely was picked on a lot. And any friend that he could find was kind of just like what he what he was gonna run with. I think too was like he was like a, that. I think too is like he was a kid in military school. He doesn't really he didn't really have like a a childhood. Like you could see when they're in the barber's place and uh, 
the good guy doll commercial comes on, you could see like how excited he gets because like from the yeah. commercial, like it's not oh, something bar- that and the barber dies too. We didn't, we didn't. Did we oh, touch yeah. on that? No, we didn't. I love that. I love that scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I posted. I posted on the page too where he cuts his throat when he's like, "Presto, you're dead." I love yeah. that line. He likes all those little yeah. funny lines. Chucky's got some good one-liners. I'll give him that. Yeah, he does. But uh, what would you give this one out of 10, Rich? Well, this is my favorite one of the series. I'd have to give it an 8. An (laughs) 8? Alright, that's what I gave the second one, and the second one was my favorite out of it. Um, this is my least favorite out of it. I, Sierra, I were, it you la- were you laughing at my eight, Sierra? <laughs> I'll, I'm not at your eight, just that what I'm about to give it is going to uh-huh. hurt your soul a little. Yeah, um, yeah I, I gave it a five. Like, it's whatever for me. I I remember liking it before. It might just be because it's the last one we watched and it did get kind of repetitive, but there's nothing really in this one that stood out for me as much as the first two did. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear it, Sierra. I'm giving this a two, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> From this movie that I watched, what, two, three nights ago? Yes. Two, three nights ago, the only thing I can remember from it is there was a kid named Tyler <laughs> who was gullible, <laughs> and I remember that Andy had a haircut. <laughs> That's what I can recall from this movie, so I'm giving it a two. So just because there's nothing really... Nothing, nothing, and and it's the entire series for me, and that's why it has, you know, low ratings for me. Nothing stands out, nothing, like, got me really good, like, ooh. Like, I feel like almost every horror movie, and this is bad, like, almost every horror movie, I can find, like, a really redeeming quality that I like, that I can appreciate, these this series really just did nothing for me, and I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I'm crazy. I might just be nuts, but I just, like, I watch them, and I'm just like... No, I mean, everybody has different uh, opinions on different things. Like, like this you're... is the first series, though, where I'm like, I, mm, there's just nothing for me here. I think I think when you, when you get to that point, you kind of have to... Oh, shit, how do I put this without being mean? You can be uh, mean. I'm tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know you are. I just don't want to start conflict. Um, you just got to, like, look at it projecti- projectively. Not projectively. Um, objectively. Objectively. And, like, be like, this is a movie about a doll killing people. See, I just can't get past that it's about a, a doll. Like, that's the thing, too, is it's, like, doll. Okay, this this, this is what gets me. Dylan, are dolls creepy? I am absolutely terrified of porcelain dolls. Absolutely terrified. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Dolls are creepy as hell. Dylan, is Chucky himself creepy? No. No. You took something that's very easily creepy and made it not creepy. That's, yeah, that's like... I don't know if I... I don't know if you could make a movie about killer dolls that there, could be creepy. There are horror movies out there that we'd have to check out. There's a couple of Puppet Master movies I that feel had like some parts though, that creep me out. I feel like, um, like... Dead Silence? When it comes... Yeah. I did like Dead Silence, yeah. But that's the thing, is, like, I feel like when it comes to dolls, it's like... Ventriloquist dummies are creepy. Porcelain dolls are creepy. Victorian dolls are creepy. We're uh, not getting into Annabelle at you all. You know, stuff <laughs> like that is creepy. Raggedy Ann dolls are kind of creepy. But it's just like... 
they made like a doll that was not creepy. And they, they were like, oh, we're going to make this into a horror movie. You had so many options. So many options of creepy dolls that could have been scarier. And they went with Chucky. I, I don't know if their intentions originally were to make it completely scary or if they set out with the intention to have like a I d- a funny feel to no, it. No, I definitely feel that. And I, and I, I can... Sp- I'm going to give it this. I can watch it and understand why other people like it. It's just not... It's not... It's not for you. It's not my genre. It's not a genre that I that I like. And, uh... At least... I, not for this... I, don't, I just don't... I don't know. This series, I, I just can't get into it. And I and I was really excited about it when we started watching it. I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to love this. Because I remembered watching it as a kid, and it just, like, didn't do anything for me. I don't know... I don't know if my view on it is just skewed because... It was kind of like, I don't know, a cornerstone for me when I was yeah. growing up. Like, yeah, I have that too. Like, it, like it, it's such a nostalgic thing because I remember watching it as a kid. I don't know how I would feel if I watched it now for the first time and, like... Yeah, and I definitely understand that too because, like, for me, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for me, can do no wrong. Like, mm-hmm. like I can't find a thing wrong with that series, you know? But, uh... Chucky's just not, it just doesn't do anything for me, but, uh, uh, teach their own. Yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's just what it is. All right. That's going to wrap it up for our child's play episode. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook at horror Haven podcast and on Instagram at horror Haven podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be going over the thing, the descent splinter and Leviathan for a creature themed episode. We're also going to be posting a short interview episode with a good friend of ours, Dan Torelli, who is a horror writer, director, so enthusiast enthusiast encyclopedia of horror so be sure to look out for that we're probably going to be posting it on monday and that's about it we hope you have a good night